Women's Health Melbourne is a boutique specialist fertility and women's health practice, caring for women at all life stages. We're proud to provide world-class holistic medical care, including IVF and a range of other fertility treatments. We provide our patients with every opportunity to achieve their goals. Our two Melbourne locations are in Fitzroy and our new state-of-the-art Caulfield practice. Reach us at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au and you can follow both Women's Health Melbourne and Dr Radia Lou on the socials. Welcome to Knocked Up, the podcast about all things fertility from Women's Health Melbourne. Providing the answers to our questions is Dr. Ray Lu, the Director of Women's Health Melbourne, who is a gynaecologist and infertility expert in male and female infertility and works to get the results from every available tool, not just IVF. Before we can talk about getting pregnant, we probably need to understand what is infertility. Infertility simply means that somebody who's trying to get pregnant can't get pregnant. Uh, in reality, medically speaking, we need a definition of infertility um, in order to influence the way that patients are managed. And so the definition of infertility is if a person has been struggling to conceive for six months and she is over the age of 35, or if a, a woman is struggling to conceive for 12 months um, under the age of 35. How common is infertility? Infertility is really common these days. Uh, I see one in six couples trying to get pregnant, um, having difficulty and seeking help. So what's normal when we're talking infertility? One of the reasons that infertility is so common is that humans as a species are not that fertile. In terms of the chances of getting pregnant per month of trying naturally, if a couple have no problems at all from a medical perspective, the chance is only at best 20% per month. So it's quite normal and natural for it to take a few months to get pregnant when people are trying. So at school we learn a lot about how not to get pregnant and actually we should also be learning how to get pregnant? Yeah, absolutely. So we are at school um, and through our education, given a lot of information about how to avoid pregnancy, but not much information or empowerment of knowing our own bodies and knowing how to get pregnant when we want to. So the first step of trying to have a baby is to learn a little bit about ovulation, learn a little bit about timing of sex uh, and trying to get those things right because um, that's the first step to success. If we've got this information and we're still not getting pregnant, when do we seek help? I think after six months of trying if you're over 35 and after 12 months of trying if you're under 35. And the reason for that difference is that over 35, biologically speaking, women are of what we call advanced maternal age, um, which is not a very nice way of, of speaking because in other aspects of, of our lives, women over 35 don't feel very old at all. But in terms of the, the biology of the egg, it is more difficult for all women to conceive over 35 because we have all the eggs we're ever going to have before we're born and they have a shelf life. Um, so not every egg is viable over 35. It becomes a lot more tricky to help someone get pregnant. So we want to know if there's a serious problem at an earlier stage of the game. 
Who should seek help earlier? I mean, we, we say 35 is advanced maternal age, but are there exceptions where you should seek help at 28? Uh, definitely. So women should seek help if things aren't normal. So there's a, there's an assumption there when saying the over 35, under 35 kind of line in the sand that things are happening normally, that you're having a clockwork cycle, that you're able to have sex, that you believe you're releasing an egg every month, that you're not experiencing um, terrible pain when you get your period. So if any of those circumstances are not kind of um, fitting the bill, then you do need to seek help at a much earlier stage. If we look at infertility, what kind of problems can cause infertility? Are there signs that I might know myself or do I need to come to a doctor? So some couples have trouble getting pregnant because they have trouble having sex. Um, an example is someone who has sexual dysfunction or erectile dysfunction, ejaculatory dysfunction. Um, if you have vaginismus, then you can't tolerate intercourse at all. Uh, if you don't have sex, you can't get pregnant. So patients in that situation um, or those situations should definitely seek help um, from the beginning. That's men and women. Definitely men and women. And one of the most important things that, that I need to um, discuss in my practice a lot of the time is that men are just as likely to be the cause of having trouble to have a baby as women are. It's just as likely that it might be a male problem that's the only reason um, as it is a female problem so that's the only reason. And a lot of the time it's a combination of reasons um, that involve both male and female partners. So engaging together as a couple from the beginning is really important. Let's talk about problems that we might be seeing on the men's side. So sperm, what I don't know, what would we be looking for? So there can be problems that are unexplained in terms of sperm, but there can also be reversible problems. So a man who has a hormonal imbalance um, and is not making sperm, or a man who has a lot of toxins in his environment and is making sperm that's not as good as it could be, uh, a man who's overweight and his sperm function is severely affected, um, all of these things are reversible. So it's definitely important to see the male as a patient, to investigate him thoroughly and to check if some simple interventions might improve his chance of fathering children naturally. There can also be blockages um, that stop sperm from escaping. These can be something that a man was born with, but it can also be something that happens to a man after an infection, like, like chlamydia. Uh, a man um, who's had an injury to the testis or surgery before um, around the testis, like, for example, for undescended testes when he was a baby, um, might not make sperm very well. Um, there can be men who are born as carriers of the genes for cystic fibrosis that don't um, have the little tube that connects the sperm to the outside of the body called the vas deferens. Um, there's all kinds of problems. Men who've had an injury to the testis um, might not make sperm um, that swims normally because they might have antibodies against the sperm in their body. Uh, there's lots of male causes. So an important message is that when you investigate infertility in a couple, uh, it's important to investigate both partners. Definitely. I think we focus a lot as a society on women being infertile or problems women might be having. And it's nice to know that it's actually both and both need to be checked out. If we look at what might be preventing a woman from getting pregnant, what are some of the problems that, that can be easily diagnosed? 
So I generally recommend doing some pelvic imaging and you can see on pelvic imaging or pelvic ultrasound a lot of problems like fibroids distorting the uterus, uh, evidence of severe endometriosis affecting the pelvis. Endometriosis is a really common condition. It's an inflammatory condition where tissue outside of the uterus causes inflammation during the menstrual cycle. And it's a pretty cryptic condition um, that doctors aren't always that good at diagnosing. In some women, it presents very differently. Some women have severe period pain that gets worse when they stop taking the pill. Uh, and that's a a clear sign of endometriosis. But others uh, might have no symptoms at all and on ultrasound can be found to have some quite severe disease that's stopping them getting pregnant. So ultrasound's a first step for endometriosis. Uh, Some women with endometriosis, that's the first stage called peritoneal endometriosis, have endometriosis that can stop them getting pregnant but is too subtle to even be seen on ultrasound. And for those women, a laparoscopy, which is a keyhole diagnostic surgery, can be the way to help them get pregnant. That sounds like a bit of a more invasive procedure. Would you look for other things before that you you went and did a laparoscopy? Absolutely. So it's so important to investigate the male before you go down the pathway of doing a laparoscopy. Um, It is an invasive procedure. It's a day surgery. Uh, But many women who do have low-grade endometriosis um, do get pregnant naturally after a laparoscopy. So it is a recommended uh, investigation for some women. There are lots of other ways um, that we can help. A fallopian tube flush can sometimes help women, which is just putting some fluid through the fallopian tubes. And that can be done either through a minor procedure called a hysteroscopy, or it can be done under uh, the guidance of some imaging techniques while the patient's awake. Um, There are lots of other problems that can stop women and men from conceiving. Some may be genetic. There might be embryos that are more likely to make a mistake because of a problem in the genes of the mother or the father. Um, But a lot of the time there's a combination of issues, some male, some female, that in combination as a couple make it harder for them as a couple to conceive. So what we're saying is that there's all sorts of different factors. We shouldn't worry about any of them. And once we've tried for a while, it's okay to go and get some help and to find out what the problems might be. Definitely. I think it's important not to assume that there's a problem and be investigated too early because um, unless you have a gut feeling that something's the matter, it can take quite a few months for a normal couple with no problems to conceive naturally. But certainly if you're a little bit older and time is a serious factor, um, remembering that the time that you have your first baby really impacts on your time that you're going to have Um, all of your family and whether or not you'll be able to have the number of babies that you want to have in your life. And also if somebody's being affected by a lot of stress um, because they're trying and and not not getting any answers, um, I think it's very reasonable to see that person and to investigate on the timeline that suits them. Your biggest piece of advice regarding infertility would be relax, try naturally and then get some help? Yeah, absolutely. So my my take-home message is that most of my patients who I help, not all, um, there will be some couples who just can't have a baby in the natural way or with the assistance of technology, but most of my patients do reach success eventually um, when we get to the bottom of the problem and when we apply the right technology in a targeted way that's personalised to their circumstances. And it's just as important to 
treat a patient individually to avoid unnecessary treatments, not to send patients down an IVF pathway if they don't need to because that is an invasive and expensive form of treatment. Uh, And while it's a fantastic technology which can help a lot of people in certain circumstances conceive, there are so many other ways that I can help patients. Um, So the most important thing is a personalised assessment of their issues and to treat them as individuals in a personalised way. It's finding the right doctor to help you get pregnant. Thank you for listening to Knocked Up. We hope we've made this complicated and often sensitive topic a bit easier to understand and maybe navigate. For more information about Railia and Women's Health Melbourne, you can visit the website, Instagram and Facebook, all under Women's Health Melbourne. Questions you'd like Railia to explain in future episodes, you can leave a comment underneath the podcast or email podcast at womenshealthmelbourne.com. We'll be back next week.